Hey everybody, welcome. Today we're gonna to talk about doing the work. That's what it's all about, essentially. In this video, Paul Layden, who is Leela Games' Chief Creative Officer, talks about his experience and the kind of work and research he believes it takes to design a top-grossing game. And Paul should know, he has worked on a bunch of number one top-grossing and top-free games, from his time working at MZ on games such as Game of War, to where we met while I was leading development on King of Avalon at Fun Plus, to working together at Sega. I think you'll enjoy a bit of a different perspective from many other traditional game designers and to get Paul's specific perspective on design and in free-to-play. This talk was the second session at the India Free-to-Play Games Conference, and be sure to check this out as well as some of the other sessions. More info in the show notes. Welcome to the Game Makers channel, and be sure to subscribe for more content on free-to-play game development. And also be sure to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and to the newsletter. Link in the show notes. Yeah, so Joseph says I worked on a lot of top grossing games, which is too, which is true. I worked with a lot of teams who produced a bunch of top grossing games. And so most of, first of all, I started off as just a um, QA tester, and then I got a chance to work as a designer. And um, recently, in the, I mean, in the, in the last previous discussion, someone said, what about business versus passion? I thought that was a good question. I think since the very first time I came into the industry, I really didn't know the difference between the two. You know, there's uh, the AAA world, there's the free-to-play world, and there's supposedly this big difference between the two. I can go on a huge, a huge tangent about that. But for me, free-to-play and AAA were the same. I never really thought as free-to-play as like this evil thing that preys on human weakness for profit. And AAA is like this beautiful passion place where, you know, true passionate people exist. And that's a whole other thing. But really, it, it made me think about the beginning of this topic, like reality versus passion. So today I'm going to talk to you about depth and hard work and how I think it can help make a top grossing game. And it may actually come off as pretty passionate in the end, even though everything I'm talking about is about making a top grossing game. I mean, if I were to talk about a top grossing game, you would think maybe I'd talk about KPIs, K-Factor, draining the economy, making sure you have reoccurring purchases, groups of users, putting them together, clever features, cohorting, events, sales, Christmas, Diwali, Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday, New Year's. Uh, but we're not going to talk about those things today. It's, I think those things are a little bit stuff I kind of don't like to go into. Usually when I give a presentation, I like to talk about basically doing the work. If you've ever seen any of my YouTube content, I just do the work. I, I really don't want to look back on my career and see me talking about things I know unless I have a really great, great product under my belt, which is something I'm trying to work on here at Leela now. So without further ado, let's go into the talk. Let's say you were trying to make a top grossing game in one of these categories, which is known as 4X March Battle. You got Rise of Kingdoms, Ebony, Game of Thrones Conquest, number 28 top grossing, 46 and 94 as of August 23rd, 2021. Your company's got a big old bank account. Some executive hires a bunch of people, a bunch of artists come in. They got their Cintiqs. They're cranking stuff out. PM's walking around. Designers trying to come up with something. They got to come up with a theme. I mean, what are you going to do 
to get into this space. This is what the industry is really about. It's about getting into a space. It's about creating something within the space, unless you're totally innovative and you come up with something like, I don't know, Minecraft or Flappy Bird. And if you could do that, then good for you. But for the rest of us, we work for our paycheck rather than waiting to win the lottery. You know, those lottery hit games are tough. A lot of us are analyzing, trying to figure this out. So for the most part, these are some tough games. I mean, let's just take a look at Rise of Kingdoms. I mean, Rise of Kingdoms, here's a little video of it. I mean, this thing's polished, man. I mean, let's just rewind it here a little bit. Let's see, oh, my video might freeze up for a second. This thing's extremely polished game. I mean, the UI is flawless. The economy flows super well. It's just such an expensive product. So to beat this, I mean, the bar is extremely high. I mean, Ebony's kind of old. Game of Thrones, I mean, they have game. They have the IP, Game of Thrones, for the God's sake. So maybe IP is not even the answer. So do you make a better version? I mean, Rise of Kingdoms is pretty good. But what do you do about these games, match threes? How do you make a top-grossing match three game? You got Tomb Blast, Gardenscape, Ro Royale match. I mean, all these match three just as equally as one, of the, as one another. They're all pretty colorful, all pretty sparkly. I mean, what do you do? Match candy, match gems, match flowers, match... How many different themes can you think of? You're going to put an IP on this? Marvel match? Power Ranger match? I mean, look at, look at Match Royale. I mean, this game is, is, is incredible. Uh, Royale match. I was just playing it recently, and it's got a lot to offer, man. It does it super well. And they did it in the midst of everyone else. Like King.com, where are they at? Right? They supposedly have all the an analysis, all the data, all the team, everything. And uh, this isn't by King.com. So how do you make a top grossing game like this? And it's actually evaluated like a billion dollar company or something like that. It's crazy. The success on this game is insane. I actually really, really a big fan of this company. Now, how do you do it with a shooter game? You got Garena Free Fire at top 25. PUBG Mobile, top 26 as of August 23rd, at least in the United States. And then Call of Duty Mobile, top 34. I mean, all of these games have characters that run around shooting guns. Someone gets eliminated when they're shot enough. I mean, how do you get into that space? What do you do? I mean, let's, let's take a look at uh, maybe some Garena Free Fire. I mean, this game's not that great looking, right? How does that work? How does this game become the top risen game of all the shooter games? And that's a really big question, and a lot of companies want that answer. How do you make a top grossing game or a game that does well in whatever your target is, which mostly is top grossing? So here's a slide that kind of tries to explain it at a really high level. Now, by the way, I'm just making a presentation here. I'm just trying to have fun, talk about things. This isn't everything that people do, but it's basically high level what I think happens. So in the middle, you have this little illustration of a gaming company, and there's some existing experience there, right? Most people have existing experience. And above the black line, you see they want to hire the best. You know, we're gonna, you know, we're 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 king. We got the money, you know, we're supercell, we're gonna hire, right? We're craft on. We're us, we got money, we're gonna hire the best in the world. So oh, we got we got the designer from king.com. Oh, we got the designer from supercell. Now we're good. Or maybe they're gonna use a ton of analytics. So yeah, we we got analytics, you know, we're app loving, we're Zynga. We're voodoo. We have so many games, you know. We know all the analytics. And what maybe what they hope to do in this space is to 
potentially make a game that's just higher quality, right? Maybe like Rise of Kingdoms was higher quality, right? It has a maybe a unique approach with the features. And it, it's kind of hopeful that the new hires and the new data and all these things are going to bring you those results to a better looking product. You got a better, you got the best art director, you got the best designer, you got the best systems designer. Now we're going to, we got this. Or maybe you have a different strategy. Like you decide, you know what, we're just going to be like a Karina Free Fire. <laughs> you know, we're not going to be the best. We're just going to be the most performant. We're going to perform the best and be delightful across many devices. And that's one way to do it too. But it's still, again, a strategy. Or maybe you're going to be like, a, what is that game, Royal Match, and you're going to be a little bit of all. You know, you're going to have a good strategy, better looking, and a unique approach to features. But this is sort of where I think most people kind of live in. And so let's take a look at what it's like to get a new hire for your top grossing game. And the companies are throwing around a ton of money for this stuff, right? So over here, you got a bunch of guys trying to get the job. This lady, she got the job. She got five to eight plus years experience. She launched a couple titles. One was a big hit in the category that you want to get a top person game in. She interviewed super well, and she presented a really cool design doc. She's going to give you the edge. I mean, what does the company really hope from these great hires? And, and in fact, a lot of companies get really annoyed by this. They're like, geez, the CEO, you know, he keeps on hiring new people. He thinks that the silver bullet's going to walk through the door. We already have a lot of ex ex existing talent. And gosh, I mean, what's going on? So even just getting a new hire into the flow of things has its complications. But I think what people hope for is that this person has gone through a bunch of experience. I mean, she's played a ton of match threes or, uh, you know, been seen UI that failed. Somebody's like, let's make the UI like this. And she's like, no, nah, you don't want to do it like that. And she's looked at bunch of databases and uh you know made live tools and been there for the diwali sale the christmas sale the new year sale the halloween and she can actually make a game that's a business but sometimes that's actually not the case there's actually a lot of people who have a lot of experience who are actually not that good um not that i'm good but for example you could work at PUBG for five years but that doesn't necessarily make you good at the next shooter game I mean, there's a lot of features there before you. I mean, you could have worked at king.com and launched the game that was a top grossing game, but maybe it was riding the back of a bunch of other successes. So what you're really hoping for is that the authenticity of the experience and the intuition is there. And what about the other side of the industry, which is analytics and Analytics, you have a few things that I just put down a couple here for fun. This little image here represents like a little database and you got your little data person here. Your feature seeker, right? They're on LinkedIn. Hey, I found this battle pass feature. It's awesome. Or the feature measurer, like, hey, this feature is worth three cents because it's cosmetics. And at Zynga, we measured this as a three cents based on the ArpDAO and all this measurement or the database of stuff. What is that, you know? App Lovin's got all this information. Zynga's got all this information. What is that information? Oh, maybe it's like, we know blue is better than red, and we know scarecrows perform better than pumpkins, and we know that in the first three minutes, if you fail, 
uh, you could in the first three minutes of your gameplay, you're likely to quit. And if we can get you to spend in the first 10 seconds, then maybe you'll be a bigger spender. And this is just massive database of stuff. And so you have your lifetime per user stuff. You know, people talk about the K factor and all these metrics. And there's even the platform researchers, people who say, hey, you know, fish games do really good on Facebook. So we should make a fish game. Oh, look, there's a really trending thing on Steam. We should make one of those kind of games. Let's research all these things. And maybe this will give you the edge to your top grossing game. And this is sort of the same thing as a new hire, right? You're going to have data. You're going to have metrics. You're going to have insight. You're going to have marketing. You're going to have features. You're going to have basically experience and intuition. You hope that there's going to be some thing. The, 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 the analytics are going to tell you if you're Game of Thrones, it could work because people like Game of Thrones and it really fits us in the color scheme of this. And be, I talked to this one company and if we add this clan feature, it'll really take us there. And if you have the, the, the right hires and the right analytics, everything can come together. And I think um, a gentleman in the last call just said it like the passion and the business comes together. And we have to shake hands. And I wanted to talk to you today about something that I'm just gonna call depth and doing the work. And I think the this concept actually equals almost every single concept indirectly, just because of the, the, the act of doing the work will actually unlock everything that's otherwise kind of confusing in the industry. I'm gonna use two examples for this, mobile shooters and maybe a match three example. So throughout my career, um, I worked in a lot of situations where I didn't feel like I was as good as some of the people around me. Got these Yale guys, these Stanford guys, you know, they're laughing at games. Ha ha ha, you know, this game's funny. And, you know, I always kind of felt like maybe I don't quite understand what I'm seeing here. How are these games top grossing? How are these games working? So for a lo the longest time as I can remember, since about now going on maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, I've always just studied a lot of games. And I just do a lot of work. And I believe it's a result of that work that is probably your best bet of getting a top grossing game. And I'm gonna demonstrate some of that work right now for my attempt at making what I believe is going to be the next top grossing shooter game. And right now that's my big mission at Leela is to make a top grossing shooter game. Uh, during a dinner one time, somebody was like, you're trying to make a shooter game? You're crazy. You know, they're just like, yes, it's too much. They don't really understand the kind of stuff I do. So let's, let me show you an example. I'm going to switch over and kind of share some depth in doing the work. This is an example of uh, an illustration file of me looking at a feature inside of PUBG Mobile. And if I keep scrolling up, you're just going to see these lines pointing at certain features. And... Everywhere I go, you're just gonna see more of that. And if I keep zooming out, I keep zooming out, you'll see that about a nine months ago, and uh, maybe more, I researched every single feature inside of PUBG Mobile. Every single one. Something I've done for a very long time when it comes down to a product that I'm really serious about trying to take down, where I'm trying to get in there. I know every single feature by its name. Even the fact that there's a no internet screen, 
Do you know what a no internet screen is? And on no internet screens, when you log in, there's no internet. I mean, that's a screen and someone's got to design it. Or what about a down for maintenance screen? Or what about the FAQs? What about the push notifications? What about how you jump? What about how you land? What about how you run? Every single feature in the entire game, every single one, I got it by its name perfectly. And I believe that this kind of work unlocks everything that I believe what it takes to actually make a top grossing game. Here's a list of things that I think is what really makes top grossing games. Above all, this is just in my department. And there's really strong people that feel really strongly about analytics and marketing, and we need those. And, and you know, Joseph, he's brilliant at those things. And I'm glad that he, you know, I'm, he's on my side because I really love this kind of stuff. So what I'm gonna do is keep on showing you some research and show you how deep that I, I will go to actually try to crack the code of what it takes to make a top grossing shooter game. And then I'll, I'll, I'll show you with uh, match three too. So intuition, context, training, systems in UI, knowing why the feature matters, planning it better, making it smaller, making it better, getting shit done, making clear docs and keeping engineers unblocked is when I wrote down a list of how to make a top grossing game, this is what kept showing up in my, in, on my bullet point list. Now, every single time I worked on a product that was successful, this was always it. And it came down to having absolute clarity. I mean, absolute clarity, clarity that you just can't even fathom. The kind of clarity that makes most people go, are you serious, dude? Like when I talk to some of the designers that join the company, and I tell them and I show them some of the work that I'm doing, they're like, holy crap. And this is nothing. I can tell you so much about shooter games over the last year of research. I mean, even nine months before we raised money against this company, I had already had research like this. I could tell you everything about a shooter game. I could tell you what the sun looks like in Call of Duty uh, Warzone. I mean, let's just pull up a, a Warzone study real quick. Here's the Call of Duty Warzone study. This is just more screenshots. It's gonna just look like a crazy amount of work. I'm gonna scroll in and look at for the sunlight. Here we go. The sunlight, it's this nice dew drop. It's a nice dew drop. But what about the sunlight in PUBG Mobile? It's like six lens flares that kind of pull back and they're all octagon shape. We'll go ahead and pull that up for you here. PUBG, every screenshot that I've taken just for environment purposes. Here's the, you know, tons of octagon lens flares. And it's kind of like that in Call of Duty Mobile as well. Call of Duty Mobile research. I mean, I wanted to understand it at such a deep level that I would know everything about the game. I'm When I say everything, I mean everything, okay? Like everything. What is everything about this game? How can we see the shadows of this game? How, if somebody asks me about the sunlight, I need to know exactly what I'm gonna say. How many items are in this game? What is it really gonna take to launch this thing? You know, I even know where the best weed is in this game, the weeds of the grass. This is a weed right here. And weeds are really good for the environment. They make it look dis disturbed, but you only have so many chances to get this, right? Because there's only so much pixels and polygons you can really work with, right? So, you know, a really good looking uh, weed may look like something in uh, Grand Theft Auto V. 
this is some super good weeds down the side of the banks. But can you accomplish something like that? I mean, probably not, but it's at least a good example. And it doesn't even stop here. I even have Call of Duty mobile research similarly, almost about as much as PUBG, not as much, but I had to stop at a certain point because there's so many things you can research at once. And so I can get a feature list down to such minute detail that when I'm working with a PM or when I've, I've showed some CEOs back in the day and they say, man, this feature list is, is crazy. And I'll say, no, man, that's a top grossing game right there. If you want to make a top grossing game, then that's what we need to fucking do. Guaranteed. And of course, there's your own spin, right? You can't just make a, a copy of, of exactly the game. So how do you do that? Someone once asked me, which is a whole nother topic. And I'll get into that maybe with the match three. So after I broke down every single feature in every game from the sunlight to the shadows, to the way that the windows are tinted or not tinted on cars, every single gun skin, every single button, knowing everything, even watching some YouTube videos that are in different languages because they're not explained in English because PUBG has a lot of foreign uh, language YouTubers that I can't even understand. After I've researched everything, I can then break things down to such an easy way of looking at stuff that we can plan it better. I can know exactly why the feature exists. I mean, in knowing exactly why, not just arbitrarily, not just saying, hey, we need clans. I mean, a traditional feature list for most designers is like clans, uh, you know, battle, you know, uh, shop, clan shop, you know, and it's, it's, it's deep, but it's not that, 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 that deep. And so this research is non-stop with me. And even if I show you some stuff that I'm doing with my team, this is a research of, uh, from a designer that we work with. His name is Premjeet. He was tasked with looking at every single item in Garena Free Fire. And he, when I told him about this, I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, and he's like, holy crap. I mean, if I keep scrolling out here, this is such tremendous amount of work that it's almost just ridiculous how many screenshots this is. One by one, one by one by one by one, everything, breaking down every single character, every single gun, mapping it around the entire thing. And I'm able to do this with my team because I lead by example. I tell them, look, man, we're going to be in the business of the shooter game, and I'm going to have to manage a big economy here. I got tons of Saturdays to fill. You know how many Saturdays I got to fill? There's so many Saturdays, so many weekends, so many so many events. I mean, exactly what level of customization will we be able to give? I mean, this is super important when it comes to context of a feature. I mean, you say you want to add a battle pass in your game. Well, how many tiers is the battle pass going to be? Tell me how many tiers is what's going to be in that. Tell me, well, how many tiers are you going to have in that? And what's going to be on tier 20? You think you have something engaging enough to get people to tier 20? And then what's the leverage? How are people earning XP against the battle pass? Do you have weekly missions? What are the missions? And this is extremely difficult industry to work in. You have people who are constantly trying to figure things out. They're like, we're going to slice up the features and know we're going to test it. Some PMs have these big, bright ideas. We're going to test these features in small countries. We're going to get the data back on it. So how could you even know if the feature would work? I mean, if you're going to test clans, in a small country, don't you need a ton of stuff for clans to even work? You need a player name. 
You need a player profile. You need the game mechanic. You need chat. You need a clan menu. You need a, you need a reason for it to even exist. It is so intertwined that the better you can really understand where you're going, I feel is the best way to make a top person game. And it really comes down to making clear docs and keeping engineers unblocked. I mean, when you look at the expense of engineers in the Silicon Valley, it's through the roof. Your burn rate is just going down. So when your engineer, when your designer walks in, he's like, yeah, I got five years experience. Okay, whatever. Tell me what we got to do, man. Okay, you worked on PUBG. Great. I'm so excited. We got the PUBG designer. No way. I bet you if you sat me down next to the best PUBG designer, he would be blown away that I've never made a shooter game because I've done so much work. It's just totally unreasonable. Monday through Saturday, 12 hours a day, doing things way in the nighttime, constantly researching, constantly pushing. And so could this be, uh, could, how could we make a top grossing game? Well, I can't tell you what we're doing in our mobile game, but let me show you how this type of deep work could potentially result in a top grossing game just through a fun example. And let's use match three as that example. And so here is um, match Royale, a Royale match. Every screenshot that I, that I could think was just at least reasonable for this presentation. Okay, so let's say it's my job to make a top grossing match three game, which I've never done and I don't, I don't know or claim that I could, but it would definitely be a lot of fun so how does doing the work actually result in getting the answer? And so I wanted to kind of go over here and show you just some pictures of, these are some hard drives of mine. I got a bunch of these laying around and uh, I was gonna kind of you know, show you some stuff and just show you a bunch of work from a long time ago that was sort of in the vein of where Royal Match ended up and try to explain how this hard work and the depth could result into something that is otherwise sought out through buying vendors, trying to use analytics and all this crazy stuff. So let's take a look at a video from uh, 2011. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and open up my finder here and just kind of drag it in. So this is my finder on my computer. This is uh, an old hard drive I have, and this is just a bunch of research that I've done throughout the years. Now, this is literally what I think it takes to like make a top racing game here. So I don't have like anything special to tell you. I'm just trying to show you insight to my work and to what I do and what I hope unlocks top grossing stuff. So you may see some fun stuff in here. Maybe the old school guys remember stuff like this. Does anyone remember this game? So my screenshots and my, 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 studies go back super far they go back so far that i've even lost some too early early game design because i started luckily right when the iphone came out and i just love free to play and so let's take a look at i don't know like a crime story tutorial so you know how i was showing you a tutorial of match match three well this is the tutorial literally if you look at this date right here from friday december 2nd 2011 at 2 30 p.m that says Friday, December 2nd, 2011. And here I am, before you could even record the screen, facing my camera at the damn, the damn device, trying to understand free-to-play. And I'm just going through the motions, just like, okay, here we go. 
I'm like trying to understand this new game called Crime Story. And this goes way back. We don't have Game Refinery. We don't have Tableau. I don't have a PM. I don't have the best Zynga hire. I don't have a craft on hire. I don't have a, a king.com hire. There's no one going to save me. I'm just using my thumb and clicking through. And you can see my younger face in the reflection of the device. And I'm just trying to figure it out. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of games, constantly pushing buttons. And, you know, and I go into these companies and I work with these awesome CEOs and these awesome businessmen. And they're like, hi, Paul. Well, yeah, we'd love to give you a job. You know, there's a budget for you. And I'm like, dude, what's going on here? Everyone's walking around, buzzing around. Everyone's got their big ideas. Somebody just got off their last article. And I've been hammering and researching and trying to understand free-to-play for as long as I can remember. And it still doesn't guarantee me the success at a top-grossing game. So here I am just playing it out. Or what about this screenshot here from 2014? So just so... I can uh, potentially prove the fact just because <clears throat> it probably would be uh, good if I go to, what is the name of that game? It's called, what was that thing called? Morning Line. If I go here and press M, Morning Line, where's it at, guys? Oh, it's in match my Match 3 folder. Sorry, Match 3's research, Morning Line, video. Here's my videos from 2014, and uh, this is the file uh, that I have open here. This was me trying to figure out every single level in a match three game. It cost me around 300 bucks to do this, and the company didn't reimburse me for it. I was just trying to figure it out. So I researched every single level, every combination. I was just curious. I mean. I was told we may work on a match three. Do I have any ideas? So I went the distance. I tried to figure it all out. And I chose a relatively less known match three, hoping that I could find simplicity in it and maybe it would end. I wanted to see the levels repeat. I wanted to see if it was possible to see how this thing worked. So let's go back to match Royale and then go down to a time when I was working on a game called Adventure Communists. I made a YouTube video. Um, I was trying to make a game that was better than Adventure Communist. Now, this may you know, be too lengthy. I don't want to get into it. But essentially, I tried to make a, a, a series of videos where I was trying to make a game that was as good or better than Adventure Communist. And I came up with this idea, and it looks like this. So this is the game. There's a bunch of stuff down here that you click, and there's people up here screaming help. And then there was this idea that there would be a bunch of zombies running towards this, this structure because I noticed that AFK Arena had an incredible advertisement that didn't even make sense for their game. It was just a lot of zombies running at a, at a, at a hero. And I thought if I could build this mechanic of a lot of zombies running into a, this, 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 into a hero situation, if you see here, it says AFK Arena is advertising with content that doesn't exist Simply, why? So I thought if I could get into this space, I could potentially create a design. And how did I come up with this design? And would this design even work? Well, it comes from you know years of recording stuff and just thinking about stuff. And I thought, well, maybe if there's someone screaming help and it's this whole situation, it could be a theme that works, a brand that works, and a game that works. Fast forward to a time when I got a, a, a deck 
from an uh, analytical deck from Liquid and Grit, one of the best decks out there. I mean, Liquid and Grit is like one of the best for when it comes to analytics on games. And I still have that deck right here. And uh, if I scroll down, it said, hey, there's this game called Piggy Go. It's like Piggy Go introduces Lila's, Lil Lily's Kitchens. And so I decided I was going to study Piggy Go. This was in, um, I forget when this was. This was like a couple months ago. I took every single game, every single picture, and I started to maybe try to, you know, make improvements on it. I was like trying to design things for it, look at all the Facebook touch points. How are they trying to integrate Facebook? And I'm just super curious. I'm just super passionate about this stuff. And what's so cool about Piggy Go, I can actually pull up uh, the research. Here's all my... Um, my videos, you can see some of them. This one's at 9.54 p.m. on a Wednesday. And I work all day because I work on an American schedule and I also work with India. So I'm doing this stuff. I mean, my investors don't want me researching match three games. I mean, do they? Does Joseph want me researching a match three game? I mean, I'm supposed to be working on shooters. But the thing is, I just can't stop because I have to know because there are serious consequences for me pretending that I do know. There's serious consequences for me writing articles and taking podcasts and spewing out a bunch of information that may not be right. I just wanna be right, I just wanna win. The only thing I wanna do is make a game that changes the lives of the people who play it, changes the lives of the people who work at the company, and then changes the lives of the investors who invested in the company. This is what I really wanna do. And so what I noticed is that on the second login for Piggy Go, there was this really funny moment where it said, you unlocked a new feature. And that new feature came into the form of this girl who was screaming for uh, me to open up this cage. I gotta find it. You guys gotta see this, it was so cool. Oh, I'm not be able to find it that quickly. I thought it was on the session too. Where you at, lady? Well, it looks like she's already freed. Well, let me show you what I found in my research. I found that there's this girl who's screaming for help in a cage. And I was like, damn, I was just thinking about that. I mean, just like a year ago, I was trying to design a, a game that was lucrative in 2020. And here I am in 2021, and I saw this help, help. And it doesn't really mean anything. Like it doesn't really fit the game that well, but it's interesting, right? Like she's basically a, a feature and the feature is in the form of this lady and she unlocks, you have to free her from the cage and it really means nothing. And it never happens again, ever. It's just that one time she's in distress and then you, she thanks you and she becomes this menu, which is the menu that I was looking for when I first looked for this uh, doc. Now let's fast forward to um, Match Royale. And Match Royale is really cool, a royal match. They have the, the clear indication of a castle right here, super nice. And then they have this guy who's about to get crushed by a wall. And right before I just downloaded this app, I read the top review and the top review says this. I have played all 951 levels and he says, this shows the game as playing to save the king in different predicaments. 
I have played all 951 levels and rounds, which are just harder repeats of the previous played levels, and only played two or maybe three rounds in which was consistent with the ads. And when I saw that, I was like, I know exactly what they're doing. It just crossed my mind like that. Bam! I was like, I know exactly what they're doing. This was exactly like the feature that I was doing over here. I was trying to create a feature that was sort of baked in that would really help improve the ads. So I'm thinking about everything as a free-to-play designer. How does the store look? Even though I we're just beginning on our on our on our on our first on our uh, mobile shooter game, I know exactly how I want the store to look. And I know exactly how it's going to be for your first-time user experience because I've seen so many first-time user experience. I know exactly what we're going to sell. I know exactly how it's going to feel. Everything. And when I saw them do that, I was like, "Wow. This that's they are actually creating a feature where you build and what's funny about Piggy Go is that Piggy Go actually builds stuff too. You build out your island. And so I was like, Jesus Christ, this is pretty much like Piggy Go. I mean, it's also kind of like the game that I came up with a little bit. I mean, it's like there's a space down here in which I do the action. I mean, this is the bottom half of the game. And then this is the top half where this person's saying, help me. Now, did I come close to that? I mean, and to some degree, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's there. And this was just a YouTube video gag. I wasn't even designing this for a company. And so could I have come up with this game? I mean, could I have uh, come up with a game that was as good as match this Match Royale game? I mean, in 2011, I was researching tutorials. 2014, I was breaking down every Match 3 that known to you know, that I could get my hands on. And I'm doing all this work in between then and there. In 2020, I'm making videos on games that have help features that also uh, elicit emotion through advertisement stuff. And in 2021, I get a deck on Piggy Go, which has this build your city, help me feature. And then and I, I run it, I see this game hits top grossing. And I was like, Damn, dude, it's one of those things where you're like, come on, I'm so close. I'm so close. Like, this is it, man. We are making free to play. None of this like, oh, know your feature set and stuff like that. Of course, know your feature set. You know, there's a lot of CEOs, they take podcasts and they say, make and break your game faster. Or they say, get to market quicker. And no, why would you build a game for a year if you don't know it works? Let me, t let me ask you a question. What part of this do you make and break faster? What part of a big ass, expensive, crazy, marketing, gnarly, free to play experience, systems UI, flowing art. I mean, how do you take a black screen that has no art on it and then turn it into a screen with art on it that moves around and then suddenly there's value? And then I give it away for free, and then somehow it comes back simultaneously a top-grossing game. How the hell do you do that? And so there are a lot of ideas out there, and I think a lot of these ideas should be totally looked at. I mean, I look at analytical decks if I get my hands on ones. I like listening to podcasts and hearing all of the latest trends. I like doing all of that. But the one thing that I'm counting on more than anything, and I'm just praying that it really works out for me, because... This isn't the end for me. I still have work to do.
this presentation now is sort of just for fun. Like I'm not even a presenter. I don't like writing blogs. I don't like being in podcasts. I just want to do the work. I just want to create that result. But there is a lot to gain from the entertainment information area, you know, building your socials, taking interviews, writing those types of blogs and stuff. You can earn a much higher salary and things like that. But God, it must be so stressful to really not know, you know, it feels so much better to know. There are people who work on PUBG and don't even know, you know, I don't, I wouldn't even really know what to do with somebody who's from Call of Duty Mobile. Joseph told me today, hey man, we got this guy, he's the lead designer of Call of Duty Mobile. I'd say, whatever. He can kick rocks. You know what I'm saying? What do he do? I mean, what time did he join? What's going on? I mean, I got it. I'm trying to figure this out. And so the depth, if you look at this now, if you do the work and have the depth, you can have the intuition to potentially make those decisions, but you got to do the work. And if you want to introduce a feature, if you do the work and you go the distance, you will know context of why the feature exists. If my engineering team cannot introduce a feature, I know exactly what I lose. I may not be able to put a metric to it like how somebody would probably put it, but I know if we don't have a certain feature and I lose that currency, that it really hurts my daily login. I need to put 30 things in a 30-day login, okay? And some of those things are more valuable than others, and some of them are trash. And I can't give away value on top of value on top of value forever. So if we're going to be making a feature, you need to know the context. And when I'm working with the team, because I work so hard on my craft, because I do the work, training is like no problem. I don't train by tyranny. I'm not like, hey, man, you need to research every Garena Free Fire asset in the whole world, which is insane. I could not believe that this gentleman actually finished that research. I knew it was going to be a big job, but when I saw it, I was like, holy crap, Garena Free Fire is freaking insane. I mean, look at all these screenshots. I was like, Jesus Christ, their strategy. I started to see it like, God, their game's not that good, but they got this, they got every artist in the world working on this thing. And so I can train because I've seen a lot of things. If I have someone working on missions, I could say, okay, you're going to be working on missions. I don't have the time to do it, but check out Fortnite. This mission was hecka good. Also check out this game. Their missions are really good. We probably want to do a blah, blah, blah. You'll know why if you do the work. Sure, you can hire someone and you can do all those things, but you need someone in your team who does this. You can plan it better. When my PM says, hey, I'm a PM, I've joined the company, I'm very nervous. Uh, Joseph has given me the opportunity to work here at Leela. I need to be successful. I say, I got your back. I can tell you every single feature. I Look at this. We, I even, we even had a designer research every single movement inside of PUBG Mobile. This is every single movement what it's like to vault, what it's like to vault tall walls, what it's like to fall off something, what it's like to fall off something in the perspective. It's a little clip video of a second video of some dude falling. We have our own, we have our own channel on YouTube where we upload these videos and that's what it looks like to fall. This is what it looks like to fall from another angle. Doesn't somebody have to design the falling animation? Shouldn't there also be a landing animation? Now, I'm not sharing this because we're going to be making a PUBG game. We're actually not. I wouldn't even want to do that. But isn't my goal to make a top grossing shooter game? You bet your ass it is. And so don't I need to know everything about shooters? Hell yeah. I need to know more about shooters than a shooter 
professional knows about shooters. In fact, I would be suspicious that somebody who works at a professional shooter company may be actually a little lazy. I, with my team, who's never built a shooter game, might know more about the broader spectrum of shooters than somebody who claims to be a professional five-plus-year shooter experience veteran. We are trying our best. So if you go into knowing why or planning it better or make it smaller, you got to get your product out, man. you got to get it out. The vision's already too big. you got to cut, cut, cut. So how can you cut with context and intuition? How can you make the feature better? I mean, I was looking at features in a, in a live study. I don't know if this is going to load quickly. This is uh, me studying every single live feature in uh, every single party up feature and chat feature in Fortnite. I studied every single chat feature in Call of Duty. This is all my research. I didn't ask anyone to do this. This is all mine. This is mine. And I studied across apps from the craziest streaming apps from Bego Live to Live Me and many, many more, trying to see how friends work in Instagram and TikTok and everything. How can we improve the social system, the friend system, the party up system? How do we make it better? And then how do we get shit done? Well, we get shit done with the clarity. Because we have a massive amount of work ahead of us, it's supposed to help us move faster. Now, sometimes the amount of detail that I require and desire as a designer is so much that it seems kind of crippling. And my PMs and Joseph himself will say, Paul, you need to hurry the hell up. And so I don't get extra time to do this. I have to work the extra time to get the luxury to have this. I don't say, hey, project, every engineer has to wait for me. We want to figure out every run animation. We still have to get shit done. So I work an extreme amount to do this. It's not something I'm exactly proud of, but it's something I'm just stuck in, okay? I don't agree with everything about the industry's work hours and work ethics. I'm just a part of it. And finally, we make really clear docs to keep the engineers unblocked. When an engineer sits down, junior, senior, broken English, whatever, you sit down on my dock, it's gonna be so specific. And there's so many different things I do to make them specific, like as far as details inside of mock-ups and things like that. And this is what I believe what really creates a top grossing game, at least in the areas that I've worked. Now, I have seen hires come in from analytics and marketing and stuff, and they add tremendous value, but no marketer can help a game that's not done. No analytics can be done to improve the performance of a game that doesn't even run or work. So it takes a tremendous amount of effort, in my opinion, to try to figure out a free-to-play game, even a casual one. And I've been trying to figure it out for a long time. And so I'm not here today to tell you that I know any specific um, answer or um, any way to help your company make a top-grossing game. But I will say that Something I miss in the industry, which was, I think, a little bit earlier on, is that there's just a lot of hard work to be done. And there's no special magic in that. And so I thought this was this, this talk was actually kind of strange because I didn't really have a magical thing to say that was going to unlock the potential for you to help your company, however big or small it is. And some companies are so big, they can't even work hard anymore. They have too many meetings. It's too slow. Some things are, um, some people don't even know that this amount of work actually exists. 
when I show some people this stuff, they go, what the hell? Like I have seen really professional people react like, damn, that's a lot of work, man. You're crazy. And it's like, I kind of am, man. Like this is serious for me. I really, really want this. I want this super bad. And I don't know if Leela can make a next top grossing shooter game. There isn't anything that I'm certain of that could do it except for this. This is what I'm betting on. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to invite analytical thinking and marketers and all those things that Joseph can bring to the table and all that stuff. And, but for the most part, I believe that to get your game to a top grossing rank in an innovative spot, it's going to require depth and it's going to require work. And that will bring you so much knowledge and feature understanding you, I, I, I can't even really read an article these days. Like I see an article and I'm like, whatever, you know, it's old. They're writing articles about a game I already seen. When they went to bed, I was still up. When they woke up, I was already awake. When they talked about the feature, I already saw it. It was just entertainment. So if you dig in hard, you will find the answers. You will have the context. And when you bring in those professionals, you have to check if they have that depth. You bring in a new hire, you have to make sure they have that depth. And if you don't have that depth in your company, it's something you really should think about having. Maybe you take someone aside and say, hey, look, when's the last time you really went the distance to understanding a feature for real? And see how you can work that in. Personally, I research games about when I can, maybe about three hours to two hours, um, three times a week. Uh, so Monday through a Saturday, I might do it a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday. And some days I do it even more. And this includes recording things. And it's just crazy at this point. I just can't stop. And so that really, that's the end of my presentation, which is just doing the work and, um, you know, hoping for the best. Because you think about those guys who made Royal Match. Why didn't King do that? I mean, King had a bunch of money. They had somebody, they had an expensive designer, right? They had an expensive analysis, but it uh, didn't really work. And they, somebody else did it with just pure hard work. What's up, guys? All right. Cool. Thanks for the talk, Paul. We, yeah, uh, cool. We're, we're a little over time, but we are going to start our next session with um, Avinash. I'll let you go ahead and introduce your session, and Paul and I will drop off right now. Gosh, thank you, guys. Hey. Thanks, Joseph.